Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the weekly podcast from the marketing minds at duconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peake. We're here. So welcome to episode number 20. This will be a little bit shorter one this week. And Kevin, why is that? What happened this week and why, why is this a uh, shorter episode? Because PCBC happened this week. And in the past, awesome. I've always kind of run straight to the airport after my last talk um, and left. And everyone says, hey, we never got a chance to really talk or catch up. And so I stayed through Thursday and took a red nice. eye back at 10 p.m. Ooh. Red eye and uh, time zone change too. Yeah. So you're all you're all messed up. Oh my. Landed in Fine. Detroit at five thirty in the morning. Uh, got back into Columbus around eight thirty. And I got I got some sleep, but we are gonna keep this short because I need to get some more sleep before the weekend starts. <laughs> that sounds and catch up. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad there wasn't any issues because you seem to have bad luck with with air travel. It seems like something always happens that's 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 what air travel is uh that is true the, something if you look up the alternate definition for air travel it's something bad will probably happen something bad will probably happen all right well let's go straight into um some quick stories it seems like working with our art builders there's just like different themes and like what i'll say there, like for the week for me i don't know if it's just me but this week like it just it crossed my mind i'm like really the best way to get better results out of marketing. And this, I guess, applies to everything is just to expect more or you know, we say elevate the conversation, just elevate your standards. So if you're like, if something is giving you trouble, say on my side, I do a lot with the execution or the tactics, like actually clicking the buttons in Facebook ads or on Google ads, or if it is difficult, sometimes you just have to go, okay, like here's my new standard as far as what I know, what I expect of myself as far as knowledge and and figuring things out. And that's just been like on my brain, like every, a lot of conversations, I'm like, oh, this could just be like, if you just expected a little bit more out of yourself, like you would, you would have this, like you have the knowledge, you have the training, you have the experience. And that's, it's a lot of people that I'm, I'm seeing that, seeing that with. So help, help, help us all unpack a little bit more. Are yeah, you talking about it. standards in terms of, Hey, I'm going to take the extra, um, you know, 10 minutes to make this great and go further into more specific you know contextual adjustment of a campaign are you talking mm -hmm. about bigger picture like i'm gonna rethink entirely how i'm approaching something um i think more on the tactical level as far as the like the actual like in this minute i'm doing xyz i'm making a new ad for a, for a community it's i'm just gonna do a little bit better and you'll see the result like oh look our cost per click um, for example, is 10 cents less. Cool. That's my mm -hmm. new, that quality of image is now what is going to be my bare minimum, like that level of, of quality. Um, those little things, as far as just bumping up a notch, come from, okay, everything needs to be at least a 90 instead of a 85. Yeah. Well, and that was a theme that came up at PCBC uh, in one of our talks. I'll just go ahead and talk about this now because it's very relatable is, you know, you get bored with the basics. So like you're saying, mm, if you gotcha. yeah. have an overall Facebook uh, quality score of eight or nine, you're like, hey, this is great. Um, and this is where we depend on our builder partners too, right? Because they, mm -hmm. yeah. um, they are closer to all of this than we are. So we can help 
coach and train and and tactically get them to the best place we can, but they're always going to know more than we are. And so that's why we want to teach 100%. them how to do this because they know the best picture that they took yesterday. We may not even know it exists yet. Definitely. But you get bored with the basics and you say, well, an eight or nine is good. But if you have the time, especially mm-hmm. instead of getting excited about the next cool thing that you heard about that may be relevant in two years. What can we do to get to the 10? That's right. And then here's a, here's a, Super good example. I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of what, what I was thinking about. Uh, builder in Atlanta, they have farmhouse options on, on in some communities. You know, barn doors, the farm sinks, shiplap, all that. Super cool. Everyone mm-hmm. likes it. They have the idea of like, hey, this is a competitive advantage we have. Can we see what can we do with this on Facebook? So we worked our magic and and relating to the relevance score on Facebook. That's essentially Google Facebook's grade on on how well your Facebook ad is performing against the people who are seeing it. It's been ten out of ten for like five days now, and mm-hmm. getting people to the website it is crazy. Like how inexpensive it is and and efficient. It's like eleven cents to get people to the site. It mm-hmm. is it is really cool. And it's been staying there. Usually you might get like, okay, it's really good the first day, then it kind of goes from there. But it's been staying there all week. So yeah, instead of chasing that shiny object that will always be there and distract you, like, hey, just bump everything up. And now we have from that campaign alone, it's like I think yep. it's been like twelve hundred people or something new that we would have not had. And that builder for context for everyone listening has not been struggling in terms of their Facebook and Instagram traffic anyway. Mm-mm. Like if you saw yeah. the percentage of increase and <laughs> in, in, in investment of time, energy, and money that they put there, they are definitely already seeing those. But like you said, they thought about that. Hey, how can we take advantage of it? Then you know we were able to to apply that and create a, a, an entirely new campaign that really has no. There's no need. No one was asking for it. No, it was from just the a... sales team or operations. Mm-hmm. It was just coming from marketing on its own, which is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, in our talk, which we'll go in more detail about the specifics of it after the news, uh, but in our talk at, at PCBC with Mike and, and Jeff Turner, I asked the audience, I said, how many of you, please be honest, how many of you will admit to not understanding how digital marketing contributes to to your success? And at least 50%, probably a little bit more, raised their hand. And this is a group on the West Coast, progressive, a little bit younger crowd overall, for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. and that's that blew my mind. I, I thought does. it might be around 50%, but just to see it visually when they rose their hand kind of unashamedly. And, and the reason that that's such a big deal, I think is because this has never been a better time to be in the business of marketing new homes. Never been a better time. We had a great market in 2006, but we didn't have great technology. You know, we, we showed a picture mm-hmm. of a Nokia brick phone. That was the best selling phone in 2006. Time uh, changed. Now, it's now crazy. we have the tech in 2012, 2013, but the market hadn't fully recovered yet. So now we have a great market, great technology, billions of dollars being invested in real estate uh, to try to transform it. That's the good news. But the bad news is that this is also the riskiest time to be marketing new homes because of everyone who raised their hands. If, if you don't understand how digital marketing efforts are, are truly driving results, you know, when, when, you're, when what you're doing now becomes less efficient, will you know before it's too late? When it stops working at all, we know how to fix it. That's <laughs> if true. You, and this was one that actually got a laugh. It said, if you change the strategy on your own, you just have an idea to try to fix it. 
is there a 50-50 chance that things will actually get worse and not better because of oh, your geez. lack of understanding of how this works, right? So what do you think contributed to that as far as the clarity? Do you think there some people are just hard on themselves like, well, I don't fully understand it? Did you, or do you think it's a technical thing like attribution as far as they're going, oh, I don't know where that lead came from? Or is it a higher higher view as far as they, they're not really sure how it fits with the entire journey of someone yeah. searching for a home? Just due to the amount of conversations that I had with people before, during, and after that session, I would say it's that most of the people in that room, room strategically understand how it works. But when it comes down to like the questions I was asking of, when it stops working, what will you do next? What, what approach would you have to try to figure it out? Gotcha. Um, that's where I think people, it's that, it's that gray area between pure strategy and pure tactical understanding mm-hmm. that people have a heart. Cause you have to, you have to take a course. You have to watch hours of YouTube videos. You have to, you know, come to, um, the online sales and marketing, uh, summit from for, that we put on, you have to really put in the effort and get that muscle memory to go beyond pure strategy. I think that's part of it. Definitely. And then the other half is those who do understand it, they can't fully control it because, you know, can't fully control it because algorithms can change, you know, Facebook or Google change their algorithms. Mm -hmm. There goes 20% of your traffic. The consumers are ultimately in charge, not the companies anymore. There's no gatekeepers. And then the, the last part, which to me ties it all up together is the other 50% who don't fully understand it are often dictating to those who do what, what they should be working on. Instead of it being a collaborative <laughs> conversation, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, just get more page views. Well, don't we want to focus on convert? No, page views. Get page more page views. views. <laughs> page views because they heard something or they saw some article. or Yeah, they tend to sway easier, the ones who are in yep. that situation. Interesting. Yep. So you know who's at the top and their ability to be open to... Um, which it's just going to get into some of the keynotes that were given mm-hmm. later, but that's, um, that's my, that's my contribution to story time. Let's shift over to it. the news. Going to news. This first one launched at PCBC. Tell us more about the builder insights tool. And yes. Um, so right now you can go to now now.doconvert.com slash data. And sign up to be part of what we're calling the Home Builder Insights uh, analytic tool. And what this is going to let you do is share some information with us, um, just the basics, uh, what your company name is, how many homes you sell in a year, what regions of the country, you know, Northeast, Southwest that you, your mm-hmm. company does business in, what kind of homes you build. And then the key is um, uh, providing uh, your Google Analytics account. And what we're going to do with that is not go into your data specifically to analyze it, but we are going to aggregate the data from all of our clients and everyone else who chooses to participate in the program. So we're going to aggregate it. So you'll be able to see national and regional trends. That's as nice. far down as you'll be able to go granularly. Mm-hmm. But that way, I think the biggest help on this is on the on the organic side is your organic traffic goes up or down, there could be a couple different causes for that, right? A lot of causes. Yeah, get, just name uh, some. Let's say uh, maybe you built a new website and you didn't, you have different content, so Google is ranking it differently. Or you mm-hmm. are not selling in certain communities, so that would mean there's less pages to get traffic. That's the mm-hmm. reason. Um, coming so up those here would be shortly. things that you are doing. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. that would be causing things to go That's up right. or down, right? Like, or maybe the market. Yeah, maybe the market. Yeah. So this would let you kind of see, uh, hey, overall analytic traffic seems to be pretty steady, but organic seems to be going down nationally or regionally and mm-hmm. I'm going up. So is it just my market? I think it's just going to, we all love to compare in this industry with our competition, but we're yeah. also terrified. You know, it kind of goes like this. Tell me all your secrets and I'll share none of mine Yes, <laughs> is what we all want. <laughs> so this kind of lets you have that because you're going to be able to see, but you will not be able to, for, for instance, see, you know, um, if Pulte or D.R. Horton were to choose to participate, you're not going to be able to see their data specifically. You're just going to be able to see at the most granular level. And this is the, the privacy part that's so important is um, you're not going to see information about what Pulte or D.R. Horton. You're going to see all home builders in the Southeast. Correct. Yeah, it's all nation. relative. It'll be graphed yep. where it's like, here, here are you. And then here's this, here's this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So why cool. are we doing this? Uh, we're not doing it to make money. We're not going to charge for this. We're not going to sell free. the data. It is completely free because we're trying to create additional tools to elevate the conversation. That's really for the rest of 2018 and 2019. That is our full-time mission is to find um, additional ways that we can help uh, both in education and just adding additional transparency to the process. And so this is our, our first attempt at that. I love it. That'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Now.doconvert.com slash data. And then... Home love update. Yeah. So walk on the show floor. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw Chad Chad Bria from the BDX uh, who launched the home love site that we talked about last week that had just cool. launched and been... And I said, hey, I just have... I want to... I had seen some other articles, Andrew, where he was talking more about um, AI and it's used to help serve up homes. And so I said, Hey, did I just not pick enough homes or it just seemed to be very, you know, I picked a photo from this house. And so it started recommending that house. It didn't seem to be really thinking. He said, no, you need to choose at least 10 different photos. And this was the, and we're going to try this and report back. He said, have your wife make an account and connect the two. He said, because what will happen is it will analyze. And if, if you guys are heading in different directions in terms of your taste, you'll actually start to see broken hearts where you don't, oh, you don't man. fully agree with the people that you're co-shopping <laughs> break, with. Break my heart. Can we, I would like to wait uh, uh, her heart versus my heart. <laughs> her decisions might, uh, yeah. might outweigh mine. Can that's, we plug that into the algorithm? That's the way it should be for sure. So yeah, so but the most important thing is that he he did confirm yes, it, it will become smarter the more things that you are looking at and, and choosing to heart on your own. So again, we'll we'll give that a shot and report back, but just wanted to give you guys that quick update before we dive into some actual articles. Definitely. I'll have to definitely try that out. And the next one. So this is super cool, super creepy, slash I also don't think it's gonna change anything. Um, so what was this April when all the Facebook drama, like really came to a head, I think it was yep. the end of April, April, like 20th or so. But before that, there was all the presidential campaigns, Trump versus Hillary and Russia and all this craziness where it's like, okay, there's no transparency of where these ads come from. So fast forward to, I think it was yesterday or might've been the night before you can now see everyone's ads that are active if they're running them on Facebook. So you go to Facebook page. If you're on desktop, it's at the far left side. It says, it says info and ads. 
and it shows you all of their ads that they're actively running, which is like, like, okay, cool. So I looked at some people like that. I I'm like, I've never seen their ads before. Let me see what they got. And I'm like, Oh, well, that was disappointing. Like (laughs) on my side, I'm like, I have no idea if those ads work or if they don't work. So while it's neat, Uh it doesn't really, it's, it's hard to be like, okay, wow, they're running it this way. Cool. We have to do that. Well, they could be running it wrong. You know, it doesn't really mean that that is a better way. And the same for like, cause we see it, we work with many builders all over the place. Something that works for builder one, mm-hmm. for builder two, it might be same everything except for like a different product location. It just, I have no idea. This isn't working the same. So they have to rework that anyway. So yeah, it's, it's neat. Well, it, <laughs> So the first thing is the most important because of what we said about everyone wants to compare and see what the competition is mm-hmm. doing and just flat out, you know, don't, don't just look at their creative and say, oh, they're selling more houses than us and their Facebook ads look different than ours. Therefore, Facebook ads must be the reason Facebook to copy them. And post them. <laughs> That's definitely not what you need to do. Um, but, it, but it's also something you have to be careful of knowing that in the past, for, for instance, I know, I know a great example. Let's say that you really like pancakes and you and Ooh. or you want to advertise mm-hmm. to people who really like pancakes and you make a set of yep. creative about pancakes are awesome. Pancakes are the best. Death to waffles. Death and then, to waffles. Because you're just trying to get people to come to your site. That's to right. Look at recipes. And then you run another set of creative that says waffles are the, the best. Right. Waffles are mm-hmm. awesome. Death to pancakes. Death to pancakes. There's a chance that. If 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 someone were to look at both and be like, wait a minute, this is a completely non-genuine. You company guys are tricking me. That's mm. just trying. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, for home builders too, promotions. Like Ooh. if you're going to run a remarketing only ad about a promotion. Yep. In this context, it could be seen by anybody. Yes, like someone who closed yesterday, and then they today they see something where it's like we pay your closing cost or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could get. Which that's already, I think, something you have to work on anyways, as far as people becoming aware of promotions, especially if they're high value or, or cash or things like that. Yeah. Go check out some competitors and, and see how amazing or not amazing their ads are and then um, play a game, I guess, and decide, let's, let's see if this works or not. You still have no idea. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason you couldn't no. test it. Just don't change your strategy completely and throw all your dollars in what your comp- competitor is mm-hmm. doing. But if you want to, you know. 5% of your budget test and see if, if their approach is, is doing a better job and you're not going to see the targeting. Are you You're just, no, you the just see the, just see the creative. So as if you were served the ad yeah. is all you see. Um, mm-hmm. So got it. Yeah. So you don't know what type of, if it's an engagement campaign, a click campaign, a um, view campaign, you don't know what, you don't no, know. Unless doing. you are, I think you and I can probably figure that out. Um, oh yeah. No, sh- no. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some sneaky ways. But yeah, I think from, yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be tough to see what exactly they're doing. The last one was written by the ad doctor oh, himself. That was me. Uh, you can see it in the show notes Sneaky. or just go to doconvert.com to look at it. But I love the, I love the headline you chose. Marketers stop lying to yourself and your oh, boss. Burn. So what's that all about? It, it was well, exactly <laughs> that, except here's the, the fun part. If you read it, it's about, un, it's really unintentionally lying. So there's, it's, it's like two concepts in there. Confirmation bias is where you favor a certain outcome and you don't know that you're going to favor that outcome. So if it's like, perfect example, if you all have a project on a Friday afternoon and it's four o'clock and something comes up, 
and you're like, oh, geez, this is like stressing me out. It's going to delay the project or create more communication. We know what happened. And then you have to finish the project at 8.30 or 8 o'clock or something on a Friday night. You will unknowingly do things to not let that scenario happen. If that first scenario of actually having to finish it throughout the evening is the best thing to do. Right. So you'll be like, oh, okay. I can use this image. Yeah. That one's fine. And like, so you're just kind of working through that. Um, that's the easy one to understand. The other ones would be like, if you are talking with someone who maybe doesn't really understand marketing and the metrics and they're going down this rabbit hole and you're like, okay, I just need to like bring the Mac over here. You might like change the conversation just to fit what their knowledge is and the solution will be not what it needs to be. So it's really just getting honest and, and being aware that you might do things or your boss or sales or whomever it is might do things unknowingly to favor what they want for any reason that they want. Yep. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's unknowingly, but there are some things that you list there. That, oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like you kind of breaking it down, but so if you're looking at data in AdWords and you're comparing homes for sale versus new homes for sale, those are completely those different. Are different. Uh, you know, mixing brand names or brand keywords with, with generic keywords. That one's my favorite. The, tar- the geo-targeting being the same. Yep. And that list, yeah, that one goes on forever. And that one's if you're comparing the performance of one campaign versus the other, it needs to be exactly the same. Otherwise, like let's say you have call extensions on one campaign, no call extensions on the other campaign. Conversion rates are obviously higher on the one with call extensions. But the other one, if you didn't check for how many calls from the website happened, like you're like, oh, well, that one's not doing as well because it doesn't have as many conversions. You're like, oh, well, actually, let's let's. Or I, I, I like your point at the end too, which is, hey, if you're driving all this to a community that starts from the 500s and you're oh, comparing yeah. it to another one that drives to mm-hmm. a to a community that starts from the 250s, you're going to have dramatically different end results in terms of lead volume and and hitting goals Definitely. that you yeah. set for yourself. So just, uh, I guess, just be aware of everything that influences your decision-making as well as influences the data that you see. So when you do make a decision or, or you support, Hey, here's what our next step forward is to back to your first example, 50% admit to not fully understanding how digital marketing contributes to their success. You'll, it'll, I think help you over time, just having that full picture of like, here's why this one's working because it's the cheapest price home in the product in that area. Here's why this one's not working Oh. We're actually overpriced. Our marketing is amazing, but the price is ten thousand, twenty thousand too high. And we have one last final quick reminder. Mm-hmm. July, here it is. You better have your site secure, otherwise Google Chrome, which is I need to get that data as far as like what percent people use for home builder sites. Um, it'll label your site not secure. Ooh, frightening, frightening. At least it's not red; like it's it's gray on there that'd be that'd be bad yeah. if like the whole thing was just red sort of flashing get out get out get out but it'll say not secure which yeah. might make people once they start to see that i don't know if i don't even know if people will see it but it's a good thing to do google wants you to do it and i think if google wants you to do it you, sh- you probably should unless they're telling you to spend a lot more money in google ads then they're crazy the majority of companies are prepared for this mm-hmm. you know, they're, yeah. they're saying over 78 percent of of Chrome traffic on both Chrome OS and Mac is coming through as protected now. So you are definitely in the minority if you haven't taken steps here, but this yep. is kind of your last get on the phone. I'm sure all of the different uh, companies that provide uh, web design or web hosting are 
I'm being inundated right now, but just be the squeaky wheel and get it done. Get her done. All right, let's take a quick break. And then uh, we're going to do not necessarily a 360 topic, but I'm just going to break down for Andrew, uh, mm-hmm. kind of what happened at PCBC, the different keynotes that I went to, what, what some of the conversations were, and you all can listen along. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're going to break down uh, the PCBC event that just occurred this week, the Pacific Coast Builders Conference. So the opening keynote, um, and the keynotes are always my favorite part of PCBC in terms of actual takeaways. They're just fantastic. They brought in a gentleman named Platon, Platon. who is mm-hmm. a British um, photographer, the apparently the most famous, currently the most famous photographer in the world. And um, he takes portraits of celebrities, uh, but also politicians um, from around the world and just a great storyteller. Uh, And so he had fantastic images uh, in this huge screen right behind him. But then he would tell a little bit of the story about each person and a little bit about uh, what made them unique or um, his interactions with them. And people like, you know, Barack Obama, uh, Bill Clinton, Edward Snowden. Everybody. It, it was fascinating just from a storytelling perspective, but what he really um, was driving everyone towards at the end, he told a story that was very emotional. And when he got to the kind of the key uh, height of that emotion, he said, okay, everyone right now, if you're human, <laughs> and I was tearing up myself, <laughs> okay. like if you're human right now, you, you all have a, a, an emotion of, of empathy and mixed with maybe some sorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And you are all collectively connected in that same emotion. And that is the power of storytelling. And when you want to change behavior, influence behavior, you have to be able to tell a story that connects with the audience, that you have a shared emotion and a place to build from. Because you know, we're all divided politically, we're divided in, in perhaps religion or all these different aspects of our life. And so you have to use the power of storytelling to find um, an emotional connection with with who you're talking to in order to then move forward from there. So that was, it was a great kind of broad, but impactful um, opening talk uh, to get to, to kick things off. With. Super cool. Yeah, I found his Instagram and yeah, some, some great yeah, stuff. You know who taught him? He had a picture of the gentleman who invented Instagram. <laughs> there <he> you go. <laughs> and he said, this is a picture of, of the guy who invented Instagram trying to teach me uh, the best photographer in the world, how to use Instagram because I'm not good with technology. That is hilarious. And so now I have an Instagram page and he, you know, it was, it was pretty. There we go. Yep. Uh, and yeah, only 141,000 followers only. Yeah. Only <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he's, he's making up lost, lost time for sure. The next gentleman, uh, the next keynote was Patrick, uh, Lencioni. I think I'm, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Um, he wrote five dysfunctions of a team. He writes mm. these kind of business fables that then have gotcha. um, pieces that, and, and his most recent one is the ideal team player, um, which he talked a little bit about that, which is great. You know, in an organization, you're, when you hire someone to be, a, to be part of the team, you want to make sure the most important piece was that they're humble. Not that they can get railroaded, they're confident in what they know, but that they're, it's not all about them. Mm. And then humble, hungry, and smart. 
But he said, if you don't have humble sooner or later, it's going to be detrimental to the team. Definitely. Um, but his overall talk was about the untapped advantage of organizational health. Um, and the idea that a, a team of people who are humble, hungry, and smart, when the organization overall is filled with people like that, they will be able to outperform organizations where there is turmoil. Um, I, I know, Andrew, you've been involved in companies in the past oh. that have had this challenge. Yeah, lots of turmoil. You could, yeah. If you want to ask? I in can. fact, one of those <laughs> one of those people might be in jail or on their way to jail, They're, right? Yeah, um, something. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. I learned a lot from it's. You learn from everything, so I learned a, a heck of a lot from from that job. I remember when um, our company was purchased by NVR, uh, which happened, you know, it closed at the end of the year. So January 2nd or whenever we all came back, it was like, what's, what's going to happen? And the fear and trepidation and just overall lack of a clear game plan that had been rolled out mm -hmm. to that point. I mean, I remember when I talked to the gentleman from NVR who was coming in to, to kind of point the ship in the right direction. He's like, how's everything going? I, I remember saying, <laughs> honestly, I don't think any work has been done in this building in the last two weeks. And, you know, mm, I believe it kind of laughed, yeah. but it was it was totally true. It was like there was no. And so just that the, those little snapshots kind of relate to what he's talking about. And, and he's saying, hey, to have a healthy organization, it's all has to be built on trust first. And so Definitely. if your employees and, and teammates don't feel the ability to be open and and don't have a, a relationship built on trust that ultimately it's going to fall apart and kind of everything else. The other four dysfunctions of a team, if you don't have trust, none of the other ones even make sense working on. But it, it was a great talk. Um, got to uh, meet him for a few minutes afterwards cool. when he was signing books. And Nice. Did you get a book? Great, great. Or did you already read I, it? I got two books. Oh, two books. Nice. I have already read them, but I, I got them as gifts. I passed out most of them nice. to, to people that I knew at the show who I thought would enjoy them. But cool. um, yeah, they're all they're all. He's a great author. Um, always on the New York Times bestseller list uh, for, for one of them. Very cool. Mm -hmm. The other sessions that we, you know, obviously the one that um, Mike and Jeff Turner and I presented on was called Nothing to Fear, Marketing for Today and Tomorrow. And we chose that term. In fact, someone from the press was there for just a 20 minute period of the two hours. And she, she was there when we were talking about some of the stuff that is capable and is being done right now by AI and how smart these systems have become. They're not all applied commercially, but just some of the ways that these are out there. And, and I talked to her afterwards and she said, I know why you called it that because I left. I didn't, I didn't, all I got was the scary part, the fearful part. <laughs> um, <clears throat> nice. But, you know, the idea was, hey, this stuff is here and you can't be afraid of that change. You also can't be afraid of the hype and you have to figure out what is real mm -hmm. and what is hype, how to do that. Um, it was great. It was sold out crowd. And in fact, several people who unfortunately were not able to attend, uh, didn't realize that it was a ticketed event. So sorry about that, but, um, great time. Jeff Turner is fantastic. We'll try to get, um, some type of a collection of top slides or something around that. Maybe that we can post That's a good idea. Uh, later for everyone to see, um, and Jeff then, Turner, and for people who don't know Jeff Turner, <clears throat> what is his quick, like bio uh smartest guy that i know from the general real estate side of the business so perfect that's all we yeah need. he's not a realtor he's good <laughs> friends with sean carpenter um who listens to the program and i have breakfast with regularly uh, but he's a technologist he's also just loves human beings and making humans better using the technology which is of course what we mm -hmm. all at do you convert believe as well and 
And so he has started and sold multiple companies in, in the real estate That's space. Fine. So what I what I lovingly refer to him as is the best um, outsider who's also an insider. So he's not in the normal circles. You don't get to hear him talk all the time because he's normally in another space. But when you bring him in, he understands. Although what was interesting is um, someone made a comment about, about, you know, raise your hands. How many of you do X, Y, and Z on your website now? And it was like 10% or less. And he looked at me, he was like, is that real? <laughs> He's like, cause in comparison to, as far to as, realtors, yeah. like they all adopted this stuff four years ago. It's like, is that real that only 10% gotcha. of home builders would be doing that today? And I was like, yeah, that, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. He has the, um, or at least his, his Instagram and, and Twitter, I follow him, um, the 360. Yeah. So he is currently the CEO of a company called ImmoViewer uh, in the North, North America. And so it's like a Matterport, but you can use any 360 camera you want. And um, it does some awesome stuff like time, basically like a time shift. So you could take a 360 picture of your house in framing, another one in drywall, another one when it's completely done. And as you're taking the tour, mm-hmm. you could push a button and see like a side by side of uh, almost like a cutaway. Oh, mm-hmm. like layers. Of like, yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, I put on the the Oculus Go because y'all went live. It was like the whole group ah, right there. Yeah. Um, and I put on the Oculus Go, loaded up the video. I I do wish the the qual. I think it's because it was through Facebook Live that the quality just wasn't there a little bit or the Wi Fi and all. No, that. we yeah. Jeff Jeff sent me a note. He didn't realize that he had it set on lower quality. Uh, gotcha. But it was still like that aside, like it was super cool and creepy feeling to like have this on. And it was like, you're really there as far as with <laughs> your immerse, it's immersive. And like, here I am like looking at Mike's face while he's looking over here yep. around. And that's when I heard, like, I think you said, Andrew, the best question or the question in Scott, um, Mike's son asked a question. I, I turned over this way. I'm like, oh, there's Kevin over this way. Then Matt Riley over this way. I'm like, this is really weird. And I'm like, <laughs> you with them on, you're behaving how you normally wouldn't behave like i guess in a, in a public setting like i'm like i'm staring mm-hmm. at mike's face right now i would not do this if i was actually in conversation like you yeah don't you don't have, have to, to <laughs> that's like, funny around. but it was interesting it was cool because i'm like hey i'm there you don't have to be socially aware you just get to focus on what you want to focus on correct yeah you just whatever you look i was looking at the ceiling just because you know the the oculus the experience is super cool but just having that, I'm like, hey, this is like a new, like in 10 years from now, you could just buy these tickets and put these, uh, put Oculus on your head and you're at an event. Rethinking the customer experience with journey mapping was a session that Jimmy Defee did as part of the, the Rethink conference there. And, you know, he just, he gave an example of what this timeline looks like in, in terms of, hey, it's not just, you know, click on the website, call, buy, and then happily ever after, but the entire customer experience. The only part that I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he said, hey, the funnel is the problem that we view this as a funnel. And it's in some ways he's right, but it, it's really, um, I like to look at it instead of saying the funnel itself is bad. You just turn the funnel on its side so that you have a big end on the left and then it gets narrower as it comes to the center and then just at, make a mirror mm-hmm. version of that funnel. So now it goes from narrow back to big and essentially what you're doing is the customer comes in on the left-hand side, gets funneled towards point of purchase. And then typically we just forget about them after that as marketers, but 
then the funnel now becomes yep. a megaphone because now you're giving if if you make sure that customer has a good experience now they are telling others on the other end um i, I like that visual better than saying the funnel itself is dead yeah. but i know what he's talking about um but he he talked about the importance of journey mapping just a systematic process of removing the worst parts of the experience and that's a you know we've talked about that for years and the importance of that uh back to the yeah. probert article from 2006 um more builders should be doing it. Uh, Elena Money had a talk um, who we just had on last week about cool. um, fresh paint and mm-hmm. why that was created and the whole purpose of it, which was, I mean, just the the simplicity and making things simple, uh, which was another theme of just the importance of design. Good design fades into the background. Amazon's customer service fades into the background. You don't think about Amazon being giving you customer service. You just think about everything being easier, simpler. Um, less friction in the process. Yes. And that was kind of the main theme that I took out of of hers, as well as, heck, have fun uh, doing your job at the same time. Definitely. And let the customer have fun. I think that was my my big takeaway from having her on last week was like, I feel like people, if you were to have like, on a scale of one to 10, did you enjoy building with XYZ or XYZ? I feel like her, she would have really high ratings as far as enjoying and having fun, which I think that probably relate to like how big that megaphone is after they come out of the sideways funnel and talking about their experience with building with her. Absolutely. I think that could be underutilized. Like what is our fun factor when people build with us? Is this like a transactional terrible thing that mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, oh, that they're like paperwork, paperwork and I have to go over here and it's not fun and kids aren't allowed over here and like all this stuff. And it's, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's Most of the time we just say, please don't talk to us. <laughs> that's that's the mo of home builders just Don't go away us. we'll tell you when we're done get out the um the last one that i went to uh was called home building in the year 2030 and uh that was put on by both will duterstat as well as uh jimmy defee from the boca group and they really split into two parts um the first was kind of what will homes look like in the year 2030 and how will people shop um uh, that was interesting interesting they did they have watercolors of, of yes. what they look like? Watercolor renderings, they exactly painted. right. They, they actually <laughs> really liked uh, the concept of the HoloLens, which is um, a tool that Microsoft has created. So holograms on a table that you could spin around and large look at, um, kind of like Minority Report, hmm. which I think, okay, I yeah, think definitely could uh, could could be a part of that floating. Like in, have you seen Westworld? I have not on HBO. I'm sure some of our viewers have. There's like the world itself. You you need to see it. It's very futuristic and creepy. Um, and yeah, it's like right there floating on the table, the entire world, West world. Interesting. Yeah. That would be cool to, sh- to buy the house and you could like zoom in and out. And, and then unfortunately about um, 15 minutes into their talk, it, the, the presentation turned into a podcast. I, I later joked with Will because the projector um, stopped working. And so there were no more visuals. Oh, no. Um, so I just closed yeah. my eyes and I didn't miss a thing because they were uh, the audio uh, and, but they like champs, they pushed through uh, at times. One of them would act out what the, what the slide actually was supposed to show <laughs> while the other talked, but Will really did a good job of breaking down. Hey, as we shift into all this change that's going to be here by the year 2030, there's different personality types that are trying to, or that can cause issue or prevent that change from happening in your culture. And as example, things like the dinosaur, um, you know, that, that old guy. So that's not the way I used to do it. So that, you know, how, how do you deal with that person? Nice. 
um, the new the new guy who just comes in and wants to set fire to everything that you do today and just reinvent it because it's so easy. I'm new. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any different. Let's just change it all right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was that was a really fun talk as well. And again, congrats to to you guys for pushing through on that one with with no slides because it that is not that an easy tough. task when you're expecting to be able to reference that, material on the screen. And that sounds like it was heavily dependent on. Um, future i mean images because it's not like a it's that you're 2030 here's what we preparing yeah. for the future i'm sure i'm sure it was i don't i don't know for sure Fine. because i didn't see them but, but um, they did they did a great <laughs> job of holding the crowd's attention regardless awesome awesome so yeah that just a quick wrap up of kind of what now that's cool. not talking about all the conversations in the hallways we had a great pancake breakfast with uh, i think 15 16 nice. people showed up uh to, to talk marketing okay. and home building. And uh, Paul Cardis was there from Avid Ratings. Got to see him for a little bit. It was, it was how far, like at uh, the builder show, say in Orlando, you, you could walk, it's like a 15 minute walk from one end to the other. Yeah. And it's all builder stuff in between mm-hmm. at the PCBC show. What is your, your walking metric as far as like, eh, within a minute or two. Yeah. It's probably, I would say one, <laughs> one seventh, maybe one okay. eighth of the size of the actual floor, the trade show booths and all the gotcha. different, you know, widgets and what's its galore that are out there for you to look at. Wow. Probably about an eighth of the size. This week's question of the week is the same as last week's. Cause we forgot to post it until like an hour before we recorded this episode. So, uh, what industry, what industry conferences would you recommend that others attend? I just said ours is still PCBC and, uh, in our summit, of course, uh, what is your favorite part of attending them or what specific ideas have you applied from them that have had an impact on your company? Answer that. Right. We'll read uh, your answers on our uh, show next week, as well as award some prizes for those who get the specific ideas part, you know, what you actually have learned or taken away from attending them. Yeah, in the that's past. the bonus. Those could win a prize. Nice. And that'll do it for that's us this it. week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the socials. Have a fantastic... Is it going to be warm in uh, in, in Seminole County this weekend? Um, I think it's supposed to be, yeah, pretty uh, pretty Florida weather. <laughs> yeah, we're going... Uh... It's going to be nine, mid-90s here in Ohio, so I can only imagine. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw that. And you know that sounds hotter than it does nineties here for some reason. I don't know why if, if, if that's true or not true, but it seems like when we have 90 and you have 90, your 90 just has to be hotter than our 90. So enjoy the, enjoy the warmth. And if you don't like the warmth, just put on your Oculus go and tour houses in the comfort of your air conditioning. That's right. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Perfect. Perfect.